let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. You doubted me. Um, don't. Don't be distraught here. Jamie Lee is not with us today. Your eyes are not fooling you. Jamie Lee didn't shave his head and <laughs> get a little uh, suntan. And get a suntan. <laughs> Buy a blazer. <laughs> so no. So uh, Jamie Lee is driving down to L.A. He he said because we had dinner with him last night that he was going to leave at three in the morning with Christy Lee and the two kids to drive down to. Disneyland, though, when we say those things, that we're going to do them at 3 in the morning, and then you got to take into consideration he's got Cam at age 6, and he's got Anderson at age 3. Man, that doesn't always go as well. And he's Jamie Lee. And he's <laughs> So let's just call it. <laughs> Jamie Lee's not – I mean, Jamie Lee is a creative guy. His mom's an artist, and I think he's got the artist gene in him. Um, the organized, detailed, uh, structured guy, that is not Jamie Lee. He needs those people around, which is fortunately he's got Christy Lee, which does that for him, the Christy Lee, the project manager. So together they make a great team. <laughs> but anyway, they're on their way down to uh, to L.A. They were going to stop at the beach today. And actually just um, an amazing, uh, a cool story that's related to that. On Tuesday, they're going to Dis- on Tuesday they're going to Disneyland with the kids and the kids don't know which is it's gonna love that. i know it's gonna be a surprise that. That so that's so, so that's pretty it's, cool well, it says it's muted yeah uh no no do you leave yours muted okay. so because your sound is coming through this mixer board which goes into my computer um so you're you're fine by the way on the topic just i gotta say this craig this is a production i'm kind of impressed by what you got <laughs> going on here <laughs> Hey, Oscar. Oscar's alive. Oscar came in and visited us on Sunday. He goes, Hey, I'm going to drop in and do a class with you guys. I'm going to do, I want to do that Masters RX Plus class. And I literally, I looked at the workout. I thought, Yeah, that'd be good. You know, he'll enjoy that. You know, it's a great workout. And then and when we finally got to the Metcon, which, which I thought was a 10 minute Metcon, actually turned out to be two rounds of that 10 minute Metcon, which was horrible. So I'm glad to see that Oscar's alive. And he put a smiley face emoji. So he must be alive and feeling okay. He crushed it. OG right there, Diablo yeah. OG, Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, we uh, so Jamie's down there with, and then he's going to semifinals um, on Wednesday. I think he's going to pick me up at the airport, and then we've got an Airbnb with the team because uh, Diablo's team and Yeho has qualified for the North America West Finals. DCF and, baby. Yeah, and and if anybody remembers from the old days, and there's a lot of OGs that the Diablo. Every time there was a semifinal regional, regionals in the, this case, there was always a Diablo team there, sometimes two. And one one year, I think we even had three when it was um, it was sectionals maybe. Um, but it was down in San Jose. Same kind of format that is currently in Pasadena right now. And and it's always just we always drew big crowds because most most of the times we had big crowds simply because the events were local, so it was easy to get to. Like, it literally was an hour drive, and we all planned. We all have the same color shirts. And as I was laughing last night at dinner, we took um, – by the way, last night we took all the athletes to dinner, Yvonne and I did. It's a tradition before these types of events. We take our team to dinner and with their spouses and partners and just, you know, relax and enjoy each other before the chaos begins. 
but I mentioned that we Diablo has always had a presence at these events, and it's awesome to have it again and to be part of it again is with a team there. And a team is there's something special about a team. And uh, I said, I said, unfortunately, though, during that period of time, is that's when other affiliates in the Bay Area learned to hate us. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> because of, of the because of the overwhelming presence of our fans, our ex, our just incredibly passionate, excited fans, and yeah, anybody knows when they walk in here, everybody's welcome. It doesn't matter where you come from; everybody's welcome when they come in here. Into the same, but when you go to a competition event and we're just, you know, DC, uh, DC, we're drowning out the other people. We're taking all the seats in the front, uh, you know, all that stuff. Um, it builds a little bit of animosity. The funny part was, though, was Beth Stankovic, who's on our team. She was with CrossFit Davis, which was a perennial participant to at the in the regionals and at the games. She said, and I said, and, and one of the I said, you know, and affiliates in the area learned to hate us, and Beth just just blurted out, "Oh yeah, we did." Oh. <laughs> and all the team, everybody started laughing. I was like, "Well, oh, man, I didn't need that kind of affirmation." Ah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and so it's really awesome to see them going down and competing. I'm excited, and I'm hopeful that we can recruit a lot of our community to to watch the events, the production uh, that CrossFit does. We never used to have that level of production, by the way. So everybody gets on, uh, loves to go on the interwebs and hate on CrossFit for not showing the fourth heat. You know, everybody in the fourth heat, you know, or the or the first heat. Everybody in the first heat going or or skipping an event or two during these semifinals. And let me remind you, this whole thing was built on basically being kind of a, a fairground style event where we came together and we all came and watched it. And if you wanted to see it, you had to watch it. There were there were very there just weren't a lot of broadcasts, especially at the at the regional level or semifinal level. It was it was not an expense that CrossFit wanted to undertake, nor did they have the capacity to do it. So, well, Craig, I'll tell you that uh, you know I have a hotel room booked, but I haven't booked flights for this weekend, and it looks like our our plans might be falling apart. So it might be coming down. Oh, that'd be awesome! I, by the way, I had so I don't get a ticket because I have a ticket for you if you if you. Oh, need. okay. Uh, okay we, we've we've got good. a few extra tickets, which is great. And uh, that's got awesome. Did you watch the events? By the way, Dean, this is Dean. I yeah, I didn't even introduce. Oh. Him. If anybody <laughs> if anybody didn't know, Dean is today's podcast guest, and he is a member of Diablo CrossFit since 2012. Since the end of 2012 uh-huh. is about when he joined. Uh-huh. Um, so now uh, 10, 10 plus years as a member. Well, can I tell you why yeah. I joined at the end of 2012? Yeah, to tell I don't me. know if I've ever told you this, Greg, no. but um, I did a little local comp back then. That was a thing, and it was right. Reindeer Games. Oh, and yeah. there was so many Diablo teams there, right, that you're like, who are these people? Why are there so <laughs> many of them? And, you know, the, you know, that annoying, like, DCF, you're like, what is that? And... And uh, I was like, man, you know, it's really close to my house. And Alessandro Pacelli just did really good at the games. And <laughs> Craig did good. I was like, I got to go check them out. And, and then I ended up here a couple weeks later to try it out. Really? Yeah, that's how I, I showed I up here. did not know that story. Yeah, totally. The rain, I remember the reindeer games. Yeah. I was at the reindeer games. Yeah. yeah, and I'll tell you, walking into this gym was like the scariest thing imaginable. <laughs> so scary you're like oh oh my gosh what is this and i'm a social dude craig yeah 
And I don't think I talked to anybody for like a month or when two. When you, you hear the stories, I, I tell the stories like Kim Hylene, who's D- Dean will tell you, anybody will tell you, Kim Hylene is one of the was one of the fittest females that we have in this gym, and she she's now and she's now in her she's fifty I think now or fifty. I don't know. She she's probably get upset at me that I don't know exactly her name, but she's above fifty. Yeah. And you, if you see her in workout clothes, you'd be like, "Holy crap!" Like she, she, she jacked, she's fit, she kicks ass in all the workouts. Um, she refuses to post them on Sugar Wad, however, <laughs> but she because she's insecure about her either performance or she just doesn't want to put it out there. But she, same thing. She came here. She she came to join. She uh, did the free intro class, and then she went away for a year. She said she was so intimidated, and she went and worked out on her own before she could come back. I tell people when they walk, we, when when someone walks through the door to do an intro here at Diablo to check us out as for a membership, um, I tell the front desk people who do the tours, like, you don't have to sell them. Just walk them around and show them the stuff. Because if they came through those doors, they've already in their minds committed to signing up. It is a scary walking into this place. You walk in and you look, look at this place. Like I walk in some days, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. We just, it, 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 we have uh, some amazingly fit people that, that everybody looks like they know what they're doing. They all like look, look like they know each other. So it's kind of like a, one big cool kids club of fit people. Well, and everybody who, who even thinks that they're not fit to somebody walking in the doors is very fit. Well, right. So, right. So people are like, Oh, I don't know. That's why I, maybe that's one of the reasons that people call me the mayor is because when I do see new people, I remember what that was like. And I just try to be the first person to to greet them in. One of the things that I love hearing from people that walk in is they say, everybody, when we, when I walked in, everybody was really nice. Everybody smiles. Cause they, I think everybody here knows that it's, it can be intimidating to walk into this place. But I also tell the people in our front desk folks to, that when they do the tours to tell people, look, the reason why they're fit is, is one, it works. So if you walked into the gym and nobody was fit, wouldn't you have kind of like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> but you walk in and it's like a really good Chinese restaurant. You want to see it packed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, in every class, like this morning, I, I was thinking about working out this morning, Craig, and uh, no space. Yeah. Oh, really? Every oh. single class booked, which is great. I'll yeah. come tonight. And, it's, and we haven't said it uh, at 22 per class. Wow. Anyway, semifinals. Yeah. So semifinals. So you, th- this happens a lot, by the way, in this podcast. We get off on tangents <laughs> and get discussions. So I'm not worried. So you, do, you have a t- do you have a hard cap on this? No, no. All I have right. to get to work, but you know, I did. Right. I worked early this morning, right. so we're it's good. It's ten fifteen. Dean's right. trying to keep me on on track and on subject here because we're getting we were getting way off tangent there. But anyway, um, the uh, yeah. So semifinals. Did, so did you watch the semifinals? Yeah, definitely. Pulled it up on my phone last night and uh, YouTubed some of the you know, especially the last couple events where the tensions get really high and the stress and the placement <laughs> and all of that. So definitely saw some of that. I will tell you that, you know, some of those tests are just CrossFit is amazing, right? You talk about yeah. human performance, it's unreal. It it is and you, the one that I think that and I think a lot of people probably were most impressed by this one was to the in the middle of their Metcon, they've got to do seated because we worked on them yesterday at our masterclass, seated legless rope climbs and you had to start with your feet off the ground and then and then start climbing 
and then go up. And what, the worst, the worst part about it wasn't that wasn't the worst part. Like, because as soon as they got up to a certain height, they could straighten out, and you're like, okay, that's cool. These guys are badass. I, I figured they might be able to do it. But coming back down, they weren't allowed to jump down. Yeah, they had to walk all the way down and then keep their feet off the ground until they got to a certain point, and then land on their butt. And yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, that's right. I mean, just testing. I love that they don't even call them events anymore. Craig. Yeah. I like that they call it tests. So do I. I like that. That's yeah. that's what we're doing here. Yeah. No. And and so do I. It, it's funny that Rich Froning made, tweeted about that. He oh, seemed really? annoyed. He goes, "So I guess we're not calling them events anymore." And and you know, which is you know, I, I don't see the personally, I don't see the problem with that. That's it's. Um, I I like the idea of tests too because that's what these are. We're like, testing. Yeah. Them. Well, people train all year long to take a test. And then to keep um, on narrowing down. I'm well good said. with that. Well said. I'm going to tag you in my tweet to Rich, to rich Froning. <laughs> oh, great. This is, what Dean, this is what Dean told me. <laughs> Hi, Rich. <laughs> so um, just from a member's point of view, um, you did the reindeer game. So you had competed right from the, the beginning. One of the things I commented on my email about this weekend was that I hear from some affiliate owners who are averse to the publicity of the CrossFit games. And, and these are, these are good reasons. Um, they, um, they perceive the CrossFit games as being intimidating to prospective customers. Sure. The CrossFit games, athletes, the competition. And I've heard this before. I could, you know, I've heard friends and family say this, and I'm sure you have too. I could never do that. Um, the, the other ones I hear, and I hear this one more from women, women, um, at least initially is I, I, I don't want to look like that. Right. Um, that looks dangerous or that looks extreme. Would it, would, Dean, being a 12 year member in, yeah. in our community, but what are your, I'd be interested in your perspective on the games, the semifinals and the open. Do, do you think it's, it's. They're, they help CrossFit affiliates, not CrossFit overall, the brand, but do they think they help CrossFit affiliates? I think it does for a sector of or segment of the population, right? You're yeah. going to have um, that type of the population that is seeking um, the hardest, the toughest, the most extreme things out there. And for them, that's great. And hey, good, good. I love watching because I love uh, saying, at least to, at my level of fitness now, I don't really watch the men. I think the men are phenomenal, and I think that's unreal. I really watch the women, and I'll tell yeah. you why. Don't let your minds go anywhere. I watch the women because I think, could I try to do that workout? The female workout is a closer to a workout <sighs> possibly do. I right. tell you all the time here in our gym, we just uh, hosted, uh, what was it, the uh, quarterfinals and people trying to move on, and I watched our qualifiers, women, Kendra, Cynthia, shout out to you. I'll never forget you guys battling on those cleaning jerks and how hard and heavy they were for you. Well, guess yeah. what? In, in later on that week, we did a wad that had 185 cleaning jerks in there, just like they did. Right. And in my head, the whole time, I'm like, Cynthia and Kendra could do this. You have to be able to do this. Yeah, I like that. That 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 actually is awesome. Well, until you see them at the at the semifinals, see the women hitting wow. two on one hundred and ninety pound snatches. Yeah. After an eight hundred meter or run. cycling snatches at one thirty five. Cycling after run, did you see that? I, I can't cycle. I know that. that's the one thing I thought yeah. too. I was like, yeah. God 
And I consider myself decently Damn fit, it. not very fit, but decently fit, and I can't do any yeah, of that. For, but that's my goal. No, seriously, for anybody that's that that's into CrossFit or no outside of CrossFit, and you're coming into CrossFit, especially guys, you should know that you know once you start to get fit, you'll immediately start to compare yourself against the fittest women in the world or the fittest women in your gym. Right? That's where you're going to start. Good luck, Diablo. And 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 it's a, and it's and it's kind of good motivation because it's like constantly fighting to keep your head above water. Oh and the water keeps getting deeper, <laughs> deeper, faster. The waves are hard. I <laughs> the mean, are they're hard. coming like they just they just show up in here, right? right. I, how many how many uh, of our what we call she devils have I tried to throw down with and just I know. So it's I, and, and I just it, I you know I I pick new targets. So like if someone gets out, like Kendra's out of my reach. Like uh, you know Cynthia's out of my reach now. So I just move. I move yeah. on. So now I'm and and poor poor uh, Kennedy, right? So she's 16 years old, right? So she's my new target. Like oh well, she she'll hit a lift. I'm like I oh, I think I can get that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, I and so now I'm fighting to stay ahead of Kennedy. <laughs> well, you know what it is, is just you'll do one workout one day and I'll never forget the day that I was like, well, that, those days are done, right? Yes. And that's because, the other thing. You just give it up. And yeah. then and then, oh, then those people are dead to me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. So just on the whole uh, Cynthia Kendra thing, like, you know, oh, yeah. before RX Plus happened here. Right. Right. And all of us worked out in class together. Yeah. And so we were all friends. We worked out in class. And, you know, every time that Cynthia was rowing, we to be eyeing each other's screen like how close are we to each other yeah. you know cynthia's you know hey cynthia let's be real you're a lot younger than me you're a d1 college athlete oh boy i'm an accountant like yeah. you know what i mean like that's not and then kendra we do a workout and same weight same box yeah and yeah, no. I know. We tie. And I, I was know. like, well, those days are done. You let yeah, that yeah. go. No, you, oh, by on. the way, if, so since we're talking to the Diablo community, you'll notice that Dean and I have not mentioned Alessandra Pacelli, Beth Stankovic, um, or Emily Scott. Like, no, we, we don't, they aren't even in our league. Like, they're, they're, uh, they're, we, they're now considered like elite, elite, and we don't even compare them. We're like, well, they have, they've, they, you know, they train Craig, so much. That's Craig, a, I just want to stretch like how they stretch. <laughs> I just, if I can mobilize yes. how they mobilize, that would be okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyhow. Well, but so the point being though, that it, well, and I, you know, what I'm taking from your commentary though, is you enjoy it. And I loved how you make, I, I, we, we went off a little bit on it, but how you make the comparison that it is one thing that's really cool about the games is that the, as a, as a member, as someone doing CrossFit, when you watch the games, you can identify with those athletes. That's right. Compare yourself to them, certainly. But you, and, and you know, again, the, the elite of the elite are just, they're, they're unbelievable. So then we look at it and go, holy crap, that's what we're, humans right. are capable of? Right. But the other thing is, is like, you, you see them suffering, and you know how they feel. Right. Or they miss a rep or get no rep, and they're standing there, and you're like, oh, I know how that feels. Or they're having the conversation with themselves. Yeah. They're, having the they're looking at the barbell like we yeah. look at the barbell. Oh, we've done it. Or well, they're doing the slow burpees when they could be doing fast burpees. I think about uh, the games, I think, was it last year? Or no, two years ago when Annie Thorstadter hit that 200-pound snatch. And in the competition, she stood up, and her eyes were big, and she was shocked, and she's looking around. How many times have we hit a lift? ourselves when we've hit the lift and just gone huh <laughs> yeah totally is, is anybody watching yeah. did i just hit this <laughs> totally <laughs> and totally. you know and so we can relate and that relatability i think is for as an affiliate owner 
that relatability to the games is a, another hook. So in other words, if I can, look, people are going to come in here, they're going to get hooked on the friendships, the community, they're going to get hooked on the feeling that they get the, from the workouts. And then over time, it's going to take a while, the six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is, to start to feel progress or see visible progress. Yep. In the meantime, all of those other things are hooks in the members that keep them on board a little bit longer. Yeah, that's I, exactly right. Like, just, and, and if we could dive in on one piece, and that is yeah. like, what I love about CrossFit is the ability to pr- surprise yourself. I think that that's why people talk oh, about CrossFit yeah. all the time, right? Because you, you feel so good about, you got to hear about what I did this morning in class. Yeah. You would have never thought that I did that. And so many people, my 12-year-old daughter included, who now does teen strong here, 12 years old, guess what, Craig? She talks about CrossFit and we bond about CrossFit, right? Because yeah. we, it's that I didn't think I could do it, but now I can, like, unreal. The most talked about, arguably the most talked about thing about this last week in the, in the North America West Finals, the most talked about subject this weekend and today and tomorrow and for the next coming weeks is going to be, we didn't think Sydney Wells could make it to the games. Unreal. Right? So Brooke Wells, her sister, perennial games athlete, left fifth place last year, didn't have a good performance, and and there's a and we also can relate to that because there's a myriad of reasons why she didn't have it. Whether she wasn't feeling well, whether she was injured, yeah. whether she didn't sleep well, like all of those things come into play. Like everybody mm-hmm. has a bad weekend, we can relate to that, and it's tragic. But she was there cheering on and celebrating her twin sister's success, Sydney, who's always kind of been an uh, an outlier, kind of a mm-hmm. and I, don't want, I don't want to insult her, but a second tier athlete, not, yeah. you know, not. Yeah, not and, anymore. Yeah, and nobody picked her to go to the yeah. games to qualify. Wow, wow! And she, ended, and she ended up, I think, in eighth place overall in the in the competition and qualified for the games, which is just amazing. Well, I love that. And, I but love everybody's that. Talk, That's what everybody's talking about. You're right. It's the unexpected. It's the, totally. And how good do we feel for? I believe it's Emma Carey. Yeah. Right. She yeah, yeah. she, she oh, won yeah. that group. She took last year off. She was the same teen with Mal O'Brien. I think they yes. did an open announcement together. Yes. And they were like the two hot guns. And then Mal goes off and does her thing. And everybody knows Mal. And she had to take the year off because she was hurt. Yeah. And now she comes back and she wins. Like, how happy. What yeah. up, Jamie Lee? Enjoy Malibu, <laughs> baby. I hope I'm doing you proud right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Lee, we expect you to have a coat and sh- a nice coat and shirt like that when you come in next time. But um, I mean, you know, that's a story of, of triumph. I yeah, love yeah, that. It is. And that's, and, and again, it's that hook. But the, the other thing that makes the games and semifinals, and this, I mean, this is the last part of this discussion, but I think mostly for affiliate owners to wrap their head around. And this is something that I tell our community and I tell, I talk to a lot of people about is the CrossFit is. The games are, a, and I say this a lot, are a unique and distinguishing characteristic of CrossFit, the methodology. No other methodology has this. And the reason why they cannot, or the reason why we do, is because a CrossFit is measurable and repeatable. Every workout we do, you can measure the load, time, distance, weight, uh, uh, and, or a combination of all of those things. Put down that score. Um, if you beat yourself six months from now doing that same workout, only one thing happened you got fitter. Love it. And and because it's measurable and repeatable, we can have competitions versus each other in class, which we do. You and I do that. Um, but also we can have competition at the highest level because it's measurable, repeatable. It is, and, and no other methodology has it. And it's, and it's essentially the ultimate manifestation of what we do. 
And so I would, add, I would encourage athletes to strongly support it. If the social media part of it bothers you, just don't yeah. look at it as much. Yeah, but, for but sure. It, but it is, it is absolutely amazing. We need it to survive. We need it to thrive. And I think we all, all of us will benefit by, by that. Well, Craig, I just have one more thing on that. Oh, good. Go ahead. It's this, is that, yes, I think that, right, the games, regionals, um, semifinals, all of that, that is the tip of the spear. Yeah. Right. We, well, we, that's right. It's the tip of the spear. And that's yeah. all good. I would say this to every CrossFitter, CrossFit affiliate owner out there is that, you know, we all then have a responsibility, right? We could prove that tip of the spear to be right or wrong. We can show others through what we do, right? Like, yeah, hey, that's what they do, but this is how we do it here, right? We can oh, prove others right. right or wrong, right? Yeah. When people hear CrossFit and like, hey, everybody at my work knows that I'm a CrossFitter. Right. It's just part of my DNA now. It's part of my identity. That's how I identify, like James Clear talks about. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll walk into meetings and they're like, oh, Dean, what did you, you already, you probably already did 200 burpees this morning. And I'm like, well, no, but if we want to, I can. <laughs> right. If, if you need me to do a hundred pull-ups, we can, right. right. But I didn't yet, but I mean, it's just, and, and so I always say, Hey, we can all do this. Like when I travel with my partners, Craig, I have them do CrossFit workouts with me in the wow. hotel gym. Like, Hey, we're doing it. Whoever wants in, in, we can scale this to everybody. Do you think those comments coming back into the corporate world? Because I, um, I had a little bit of that in my corporate career. Do you think those comments are, uh, are a, trying to poke fun at you or do you think they're a show of uh kind of insecurity on themselves or is it a where do you think those comments come from and and do you think those comments are detrimental to you and your career and your position within the firm i think um i think those comments all help me personally because it just shows a level and and i would say this for anyone out there um if you could progress in your career if you could have a good family and if you can take care of yourself from a health and fitness level, you're doing all the right things, at least in my life. Right. Those are the three things that I care about my career, my family and my health. Right. And if I could be clicking in all three cylinders, that just says that, what does that say about you as a person? Right. That like, Hey, you've got priorities, you have some discipline and you can be consistent at something. Yeah. It's, which, uh, of course, may create insecurities for the people that aren't doing the same. That's that is, true. Yeah. That is, that is very true. Right, but that's with anything. I think one of the, well, I know, and, and when I, I went to, to San Francisco to meet with this company that CrossFit asked me to come out and be a part of this conversation with this company that was doing um, remote-based uh, glucose management and nutrition management. So they would give the their their and I forget the name, I think I want to say Vista, but anyway, they, they gave all of their participants, that all, all of their customers, glucose monitors, oh, wow. and then they would monitor them too. So that they'd yeah. have, they have the access to information, yeah. link it to their phone, and then that data would be transferred to this company that would essentially manage, help them manage their nutrition coaching. And they had a, um, a like a 65% success ratio of taking people from di- pre-diabetic or diabetic type 2 um, to off of their meds, like 65% of the participants okay. went off meds. You have my attention. Over a six-week, eight-week period. So someone, which I love this, this is, this is science. Someone in the room asked, well, what about the 35% that you didn't get? What, what's the, what was the situation? Why didn't it okay. work? And I was like, you know, I didn't even think about that. I was so stuck on that 65% number. I'm like, shit, 
Oh yeah, what about the thirty-five percent? And one of the biggest reasons why the thirty one of and they said we they, and they brought they brought they actually went down to like down the, down to the fourth floor and we were on the fifth floor. We went down to the fifth floor. We got to bring up the statistician guy. And they bring up this guy. He's this crusty old guy. Okay. And he's their statistician. He he goes yes. He goes I reached out and we did extensive surveys with these folks to find out what the problem was. He goes the number one problem was influence from family and friends. Yeah, totally. When they changed their diet or started losing weight or started feeling better, the pressure from their family and friends was insurmountable. And in one case, he said, and, and the, you know, he had, it was great because he had all kinds of quotes from, from, the, from the participants. And one of the quotes was a woman that said, they asked her, why did you say? She goes, well, my husband was very uncomfortable with the looks I was getting from other men with my, after I lost weight. Oh. And so she withdrew from the program. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you think about that. Yeah. You know? that's, that's, <laughs> and so, so coming all the way back to the projecting insecurities. Yes. That's what I feel like when other people make comments, it's their insecurity. And, and, it, and, and I think they are. And it's, and, it's, and it's a natural human instinct. It doesn't make those people bad people that are projecting their insecurities. But when you understand that they're, when you realize, oh, they're projecting their insecurities, you have to understand, I think, and this is something that I have kind of gotten comfortable with, um, is that you're influencing them. That's the process of influence. You're influencing them. That's right. And when you're influencing them, there's going to be a little bit of pushback. When you try to get me to do something, I'm going to give you a little bit of pushback, you, especially <laughs> if it's something I don't want to do. I'm Amen. going to get, you know, it's going to be verbal or, you know, like, oh, fuck. Okay, fuck. Yeah. Yvonne, I'll make the bed. <laughs> 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 All right. I will take the dogs for the walk. <laughs> right. Well, Craig, I think that that's why we have so many families at Diablo. Yes. Right. We have so I can name I I could name ten families of right now, yeah. right? That there there's so many and like even someone like let's just easy level like the Parks family, right? Yes. Now I see their son in here. He's fourteen. He's doing six a.m. Yeah. Oh yeah. You what? Believe that? I know. Isn't that crazy? Right. So like you see just the Michaelsons who are new. Yes. Right. And and they're here. Their whole family's here. Whole family's right? here. And like we're not talking about. Uh, games level athletes. We're just talking about people who just like to work hard and be part of a community right. that supports each other. And I, I think that's at, at the end of the I day. I tell that there's parents who are concerned about their kids and the weight that, you know, if their kids are carrying too much weight or their kids are out of shape and, and, and don't fret. That's unfortunately in today's world with the amount of calorie dense foods that are readily available, especially at kid, at I kid height, um, these things are bound to happen. I think there's that other influences with that as well. But be that as it may, it's it's an issue. The question is not what your kids are doing to offset that because that's going to pay for It's what are you doing for yourself that's setting the example for those kids. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's where it starts because they're looking at you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Don't. It's not what you do. Yeah, they're seeing. I mean, not what you say. It's what you do. It's what they're seeing. What you do in terms of activity. They're seeing how focused you are on it. They're seeing what you eat. Um, they're watching how you behave. They're seeing what yeah. you drink. Totally. And and they make their decisions. You know, that's that's their. You know, they either rationalize it or or they try to fight it based upon what you do. And if you can make it easier for them with your own behaviors, that's that's the first step, I think. Craig, I, I just this just came to mind. I got to say it. When I Please. first started CrossFit, uh, not here, but at the small gym that I started at, my very first month doing CrossFit, 
You should actually pull up that picture. Do you have that picture I sent you I, real quick? I I'll, do. I'll tell everybody why. It'll be funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I, the only person who knew I was doing CrossFit was my wife. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody at work. I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't tell anyone that I was doing CrossFit because I just wanted to try something. And I'll tell you, I'm an accountant by trade. You guys see Dean CPA. 21 years at the same firm, by the way. I want to <laughs> 21 plus years at the same firm, yeah. which is unusual. Yeah, thank you, Craig. I, yeah. I'm very lucky to be part of that community. Just like I, I love and treasure Diablo. I love and treasure Armenino. If any of those folks are on right now, um, that's also part of my identity and my, my fabric of who I am. So um, when I started CrossFit, I was very overweight. I was unhealthy. I saw a picture of me and my family um, that got used on a website. There you go. Uh, that's that's me. Um, our friend, shout out Pre Greg, was a professional photographer, and she would take pictures of our families, and then she would make it stock photos. So Yahoo pulled this stock photo, and all of a sudden, one day, Craig, I'm traveling, and my phone, our phones are blowing up. They're like, Dean, you are on the cover of Yahoo. And I'm like, what? What are you guys talking about? And wow. sure enough, that's me, my daughter, Presley, my wife, Michelle. And I can't believe that just shows you how much my wife loves how, me. <laughs> how much do you weigh there? 233 pounds. Oh my gosh. What do you weigh today? Uh, 185, 190. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that about you. And I had to make a change, right? Like, Look at me. I'm not going to be there for my beautiful wife and my daughter. Right. And I said, I, I got to go do this for me. And I kind of made it my journey. And so all you affiliate owners out there, I had a friend and he bugged me every day to come to CrossFit. He stood at my door and I was like, dude, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Finally, one day I said, fine, I quit. I met the owner and I, I go, hey, I'll try this for a month. And he asked me for so much money, Craig. Mm -hmm. I was like, how much is one yeah. month at the gym? Yeah. How much is one? And I go, ugh. So fine. I take out my wallet. I give it to him in cash. And I go, dude, this is the most I've ever paid to work out. But here, <laughs> I'll give it to you. And then the accountant in me goes, well, hey, you just gave him that amount of money. You better show up. So my first workout, I'll t and I tell everybody this. I go, dude, my first workout that day, that on-ramp was uh, eight minutes of Cindy. And I'm 233 pounds, and I'm like, you're going to make me do pull-ups? So mm -hmm. he takes the two biggest bands, oh, he did? the black band and the green band, yeah. and I die to do three rounds of Cindy. And from then, everything was hooked, and I've been, I've been hooked ever since. That's awesome. The, um, and Dean, well, I'll, I'll, I want to get a little bit more into your story. I'll tease people into staying on board yeah. with, with a, little bit, a little bit more information. But the one thing that I want to talk uh, interject in this is Dean talked about uh, the importance of family and how many families we have here. It's that's not a coincidence. Um, it um, something that the uh, my former partner Jeremy Jones and I decided to do early on was make family memberships or the, a part. You know, if you have a spouse or a partner, um, to offer that membership to them for half off. Now, Chris Cooper, Two Brain Business, and Fit Affiliate, and maybe Best Hour of the Day podcast. I, they don't advocate that. They think, well, you're, they're get the partner or their spouse is getting the same amount of value that the spouse is getting. They should pay the same price. 
you're devaluing your services. And it does bring down, as an affiliate owner, it does bring down your average revenue per member. Um, we felt it was important, and we thought a little bit about that, but we felt it was more important to um, create that family environment and that a spouse is more likely to come and stay if their spouse is supporting and coming as well. The other thing that we knew and understood is that and you're, you and your spouse are the same thing, but you're different than each other. My Yvonne and I are different than each other. She started later than I did. It took her a while to be convinced that this was legitimate, as with anything new that I do. <laughs> <laughs> a, well, we'll see how long Craig sticks with it before I decide if it's going it's to be any good. But we knew that the way to get the spouse in was to, to, to make it not so overwhelming economically yeah. for, the, for the family. And, and th that has paid huge dividends. And then whenever I talk to a new affiliate owner, I'll tell them, look, think about offering the spouse or the partner. And we said married living together because then you do yeah, get people yeah, to kind of yeah, wham a jam and oh yeah, my, my buddy and I, we, yeah, we're married. <laughs> <laughs> Hold hands. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have that, but that's very, very rare. The, in, in, and nine times out of 10, any new family member comes in that's part of the family. If it's a kid or someone else, we give it to them and have off. And that has created a family environment here, which is more endearing. And then new people that come into the gym, especially women, I don't want to be biased here, but when it's women come into this gym, they don't get, they don't get overwhelmed with single bros, you know, trying to figure out who the new girl in the gym is. It, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. they already know that her husband's walking around. Yeah, this, somewhere. that's right. Yeah, husband or wife's walking in, right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, or yeah, their their yeah. husband's walking around, or yeah. you know, or that the, the the guy's wife might be walking around. So it's it's created a better, I think, a more welcoming environment and created more family values, and then has made people stay longer and created a really fun place. Craig. Think about yes. it. You, we got we got a semifinals this weekend. I'm not going by myself. I'm going to bring my 12 year old daughter. Come oh on! Oh my god! If you do that, that's awesome. We gotta we gotta get geared up and go. Yeah. The um. The um. Yeah. It, I'm excited. Is she? If she's coming? Yeah. Let me know if she's coming down to that. Oh, okay. that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, she would be just eyes wide open. I would love for our teen yeah. athletes to go down there and see that competition. It's unreal, right? It's yeah. unreal. Anyway, so um, so back to you and your yeah. your corporate world. You've been oh yeah. You, Twenty. Sure. You know, I, I spent uh, thirty years in the investment industry, and I had probably I want to say five, six different jobs, five or, five or six different companies. I want to say probably five or six somewhere in that neighborhood. I'd have to count them. Um, pretty long tenure at each one, you know, it, you know, the, yeah. when I started in the industry in the investment industry, um, it, the, it was common knowledge. Like you got to stay at least five years. Um, because if you try to move to another company and you haven't done more than five years, people may look like what's wrong with this guy. Yeah. Why didn't that company want to keep him? Why didn't he, why didn't he or she stay? Um, today's world of the gig environment is different. People will work, you know, 12 months, 18 months at one job and then go to the next. People go, oh, this guy must be in demand because yeah. he keeps getting hired away. Yeah, and uh, and and your when I saw your background, I thought, man, that's uh, um, that's that's amazing in this day and age. Twenty one years, twenty one plus years with the same company, a top uh, a top twenty five accounting firm, nationwide accounting firm. So this is a big company, and you worked your way up, and you're now a partner in that firm, right? Yeah, an accounting firm. 
and Dean CPA because he is a CPA. I am a CPA, but I tell everybody, Craig, I'm the CPA you want to date. I'm not the CPA <laughs> you want to marry. I have 3,000 CPAs I could hook you up with at Armanino, and so that's my job. I'm our chief relationship <laughs> partner. I run our uh, accounting sales team. Uh, what up, Bruce Wayne? Uh, <laughs> but um, I would also tell you that um, uh, I'm also I, I also run our, our Northern California marketplace. So that's 550 people, three offices. Right. So when if you want to know who the so your role is relationship manager. Yeah, relationship manager. Um, I run our like I said uh, across the country, help you know the biggest deals get close. Yeah, with our our clients, and then also just engage our people and to make sure we grow in the bay. We used to because I was essentially in sales and client facing for all of my career in the investment services, and we used to joke that when you you could always tell the guys that were in accounting. <laughs> when you got on the elevator because they were the only ones staring at their shoes in the elevator. Uh, that's how I have my job, right? So I'm lucky. <laughs> He's I, got his head up. He's the guy in the elevator. It's like got the big smile and said, hey, how are you doing today? I how turn are you around, doing today? Craig, I ride the elevator like this. <laughs> I'm backwards. I look at everybody else like, what's up, everybody? How are we doing today? Come on. I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to do that, right? Like, Which fits in great in the CrossFit world. Yeah. So you, and, and half of that time now, You've been crossfitting. Yes. And it has helped your career. <laughs> Anomaly. I meet strangers for a living, Greg. Right. They're sizing me up. Yeah. They, if I was 233 pounds and overweight, they're like, how are you going to tell me how to run my business? Yeah. You can't even manage your own stuff. Right? So number one. But number two, I have gone out and CFOs of publicly traded companies. I, I love telling this yeah. story. One day, my team, this is a, a big account for my firm. And I happen to sit next to the CFO and we're kind of, you know, sitting next to each other. I could tell he's kind of stocky, thick dude. And, uh, and so we do the whole pitch. We talk and we get up and we shake hands and, and I go, Hey, I noticed you have calluses on your hands and you know, you're kind of thick. Yeah. And he goes, well, I noticed you wear a rubber ring. Yeah. And we look at each other and we're like, where do you CrossFit? Yeah. Isn't done, that wild? Done deal. We won that account. Oh yeah. You could yeah. Right. Yeah. And we have some. I will say we have some big accounts in the CrossFit world. Um, you know, it's all good. I love it when yeah. stuff gets to. Including in, you know, Armanito and Armanito has CrossFit as their client. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So when he says they have big accounts in the CrossFit world, there's only one account. That's, uh, that's the big one. So they've got that account, which is cool. And that was almost that was vicarious. You guys. Did, they didn't contact you or you meaning Dean, they contacted Armanino. Yeah. One of my partners and, you know, we helped uh, their company in the past and really it was more about where, um, where they wanted to go in the future. And we okay. had experience there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, which was a, a kind of a fun um, coincidence that, that we enjoyed uh, recent. Uh, in well, that's last, why last when, all, when all the management come through Diablo, which is great, you know, it's great yeah. when you get to host management. It's like, hey, dude, we get to throw down on very level, um, various levels and talk about things on different levels. It's great. Not just working out, but also. One, one of the things that I found when I was in the corporate world or, and is that being fit um, gave me a tremendous amount of confidence. It's one of the, it, and this is going to, I don't know, it's going to sound I don't know, conceited or whatever. You, I would walk into a room, like if I had a big presentation where I'm talking to 
and um, in, in one of the things I talked to a lot was investment analysts. And investment analysts, especially in hedge funds, in the hedge fund world, are some of the smartest people in the world. Smartest people in the world. These folks usually have doctorates, master's degrees, definitely in business, and then they also have their um, CFAs, yeah. which is a very, very difficult exam. A lot of them, there's in the biotech um, sector, there a lot of them have MDs. Yeah. And they instead of going to become doctors, they became investment people. So I'd go and I'd walk into these rooms to talk to these folks and I'm about subjects that I'm not deeply immersed in. I'm like the Florida Everglades. I'm seven miles wide, but I'm only a foot deep. So like, if you get deep into the subject, like, you know, I'm going to, whoa, okay, let me introduce you to Dean. He's the engineer on this project. But I had to have confidence. One of the things that I, in my head, I would go, I'd walk into the room and I'd think, you know, if this was Fran, I'd kick everybody's ass in this room. <laughs> so, and it was just, it was like a confidence builder. Like the being, having a little bit of a, an advantage, an either an edge, either intellectually, an edge. yes, right, or you know, if I had if I had a Nobel Prize in you know, yeah. um, biomedical uh, bio engineering or whatever yeah. it is, any, yeah. any uh, Nobel Prize, I'd walk in that room with supreme confidence because I could say anything. Everybody, well, I can't talk, can't can't beat this guy. He's got a freaking Nobel Prize, and CrossFit was essentially my Nobel Prize. Amen. I, that happens to me all the time. Rep, my reputation, like I said, precedes me. Yeah. Right. And 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 you'll want to connect. The other thing is, is that when you're in those boardrooms or whoever you're talking to, you are also talking to tip of the spear type people. Maybe right. they're not tip of the spear fit, but they are tip of the spear of what they do. And so you do have a commonality there in terms yes. of like we can we can say, hey, we all like to do hard things in this room, right? Like Cole, uh, one yes. of our trainers here, we always text to each other all the time and it's, hey man, we just do hard things. That mentality of being able to go into the office and say, that's, that's just what we do. We do hard things. That's okay. Right? Yeah. That, that, that carries a long way. The other thing I would say is right now you are seeing a trend of CEOs, Craig, yes. that want to be fit. Yes. Have you seen Jeff Bezos lately? Yes, I know. Dude's jacked. I love that because that's going to be, look, if that becomes a trend, people are going to want to do more. I, that's one of the things I enjoy, to be honest with you, it's one of the things I enjoy about the Marvel series. I think uh, that... Oh, the movies. Like, it, it's all it's doing is projecting these positive images about being healthy and fit. If I was, uh, if I was an affiliate owner today, my boy right here, yeah, I would be talking to some of your tip of the spear members about what it does for them because who are their peers and how is that going to help you grow and put them on a stage, let yeah. them be seen and heard, right? Like yeah. that's going to go for you. And like anybody that is, that has achieved, you know, very good levels of fitness where, you know, you're, you're consistently finishing workouts RX and you're doing those things. The people that you look up to are the CrossFit Games athletes, the epitome of the sport. The people that you admire the most, and this is something that um, for me is personal, um, the people that I admire the most are the people that made the biggest changes coming from where they were. The, one, right. the person that lost 100 pounds, 200 pounds, the person overcame a disability. Is for the most part, for me, I grew up with in a family of, you know, I had three brothers and we were all active in sports. Like this was, you know, part of our, part of what we, who we were, right? So it, I will admit it was easier for me to get into CrossFit because I've always been working out and to participate in CrossFit and to change. And, and I became way more fit than I was. 
but that's you know but that's who i was yeah craig i got to tell you a story on that yeah please so you guys know i've I've battled weight my whole life i i come from an immigrant family like you know we were just trying to make it let alone like play sports um lucky enough i went to de la salle high school right de la salle is known for their sports the football team that hasn't lost and all of that so what i always get What I always get now today is, is when I speak and, you know, do introductions or whatever. Well, Dean, you went to Dale Sal. What sport did you play? I get that all the time. And my answer is, yeah, I actually did play sports. Have you heard of this one? Classroom? Oh. I got good grades. Yeah. Craig, I was overweight and a top 30 student. That's who De- Dean was in high school. No dates. Like I tell my daughter that all the time, like your mommy, she's beautiful. She went on a lot of dates. Me, your daddy, I didn't get on no dates, no dates over here, right? But, oh, but because of that, people always ask me like, Dean, are you an athlete? Like you're a CrossFitter, you know, you look like you work out. Like you, no. you did this, you must've done this your whole life. Yeah, right? yeah, no, yeah, dude. Yeah. I started this at 33, and it was because I wanted to make a change in my life for my family. I also have short genes, Craig. My dad died at 53. Yeah. My grandfather died at 57. I'm turning 45 in two weeks. What if I only have eight years left? Yeah. I'm, I'm going all out. I'm, I'm living my life to the fullest, right? And so I just tell everybody, like, if I was an affiliate person as well, I'd be like, yeah, not everybody's going to be an athlete. I'm a grinder. I just like to work hard. I will tell you that Dean is, well, he, they call him the mayor because he's extremely outgoing, says hello to everybody, ext- extremely welcoming, encourages everybody um, at every level. But I, I'm going to tell you this. You are an extreme outlier. And from just here listening to your story right now, because the hardest people to get into CrossFit and get working out are people that have really no solid background in experience in sport or in exercise. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the most difficult to 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 get to stay. Oh wow! Is to to bring them in, get them working out, teaching them the movements. And you'll ask my coaches that do the startups. All the coaches that do the startups with the new folks are like, "Ooh, <laughs> this person has never moved before, <laughs> like never done a clean." And 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 you would and and interestingly with with and and every CrossFit coach has had this is you, you know, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll demo the movement, you know, so for demoing like a hang clean, a, you know, hang, yeah. a hang clean kind of, it's with an empty barbell or PVC pipe, it's, it's, it's really kind of a, yeah. it's a, it's, it, it's not a hard movement to learn, right? You jump and you catch. And to watch someone that's never had any experience moving a low, lay weight or moving a load properly and never had any sport experience to do it and it's completely different than what you just showed them, demonstrating that they have no neural connections, like they have no appropriate awareness, it's really, really difficult for the coach. Like you have to stop and you have to start to break things down. Okay, let me just have you stand there with nothing in your hands. Okay, now jump. All right, and I feel that. You feel the power. But all that, and that makes them, as a result, they get discouraged quicker, right? Because then they go into class and they look around like, oh, shit. (laughs) I still have an empty barbell. Everybody else got weights on their barbell, right? So there has to be constant encouragement along the way with our members in those cases. So you are you are an outlier. I mean, I, I did not know that about you that you didn't have didn't have any real high school experience. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of why maybe that I I appreciate like all of the mottos that we have in our gym. What do the what does yeah. the door say? No egos at the door. Yeah. What does the wall say? Right. We don't we it, we don't value how much weight we do. We value your effort. Yep. Right. And that's why I tell everybody all the time, like, you know, they want to say, oh, Dean, you know, I beat you in that workout, but I scaled. I'm like. 
but that was the workout for you. Yeah. Like you did your workout and believe me, I'm watching the scaled athletes too, because I'm trying to keep up with them. I, I also like, love, dude. we, you know, those folks too are very reluctant to share their progress. Those folks being in the, meaning those folks that don't have that experience, they're quiet about their performance gains. So I think, I'm just thinking yeah. Anya Parker. Right? Yes, so, you know, I Anya. just saw her post yesterday. And well, so yeah, so I'm, so the other day, so so about three or four days. So I see members because I come at different times of the day, and I don't see the morning members or evening members sometimes. I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks, right? So she comes in, she's walking across the room. Well, I haven't seen her in in few clothes because it's been yeah. freaking cold, and it finally warmed up. So now we're seeing people in you know shorts yeah, or tights totally. and t-shirts. And so Anya walks from she was putting away her theraband, and she's walking across the room, and I glanced. And I walked in and first I noticed like by her pace, her pace was quicker and just kind of springier. And then she walked back and I'm like, oh, Anya's lost weight. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked her, I confronted her directly and she got big eyes. She goes, yes, I have. And I haven't said anything about it. She goes, I'm doing it very gradually. I'm taking all the proper steps. And she's lost like 50 pounds in about about six months, which is perfect. Like that's that's sustainable. Yeah, that's sustainable. For a long term. And she's like, I'm enjoying it more. I adjusted my work schedule so I could be at Diablo more. And she doesn't, you know, she doesn't want to get too excited about it because, you know, yeah, again, course. it's a fear of failure, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is. It's not linear, by the way. Uh, Anya's going to have setbacks, and as we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that made me feel so good. Like, I was, like, I, it, you know, the, if the team qualified for the games, that's exciting. But Anya losing... 50 pounds to me is just like, she's doing it. Like, and Anya, same thing comes from a background where, you know, there's, yeah. you know, fitness wasn't her thing. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the, the beauty of, of CrossFit. I yeah. love, I love our RX plus athletes. They are tip of the spear. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, right. I was making fun of Sean the other day. I was like, Sean, I don't get it, dude. When it's winter, you got no clothes on and you're working out in here, <laughs> yeah. but now it's getting hot and you got a long sleeve shirt on. I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, you know, are you, are you tired of showing everybody your abs? I, I don't get it. Right. Yeah, sh- sh- uh, by the way, Sean Rafael is, uh, she's an art, he's an RX plus athlete. He comes in here. He's also a policeman. But he is the the most beautiful man in, in the He's he's easy to look at. I'll tell you, you know, he's he's easy on the eyes, and I love talking to them. Yeah. But to me, and and, and those they work. I, I think yeah. I I wanted to say that too. Craig is like yeah. people like the they like to say this about CrossFit, like oh yeah, you know, well if I had all the time that they do, I would be fit or jacked or all of that too. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, they do that because they put in the work. And I think that that's what I love about CrossFit. And I wish that that actually is, I wish that that would be the number one thing about CrossFit that, that was actually most recognized is that this is the ultimate of, if you put in the work, it will come out. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, I lived it. That's my path. That's that's what I've done. It will. You just, you stay the course. So we want to make, and that's why with our affiliate and and affiliate owners, you know, you want to make this as welcoming and inviting an environment as possible. Require the work, but make it, you know, do your best. And you have to manage the community. Like you can't just, you can't (laughs) let the community manage you. By the way, that's Andrew Lloyd that made that comment. uh, That's showing right there. Early on, more than once, Dean was a guy who made me want to show up the next day when I was discouraged. Oh, my gosh. I love Andrew. Like, I don't know if any – I wish I could deadlift like him. I wish, like, I could squat like him. He's so strong. He's an attorney by trade. We've talked about losing all this weight. And, you know, really, it's like humans helping humans. That's And this is Chris Graham. Everybody loves you. 
<laughs> I just saw Chris at a uh, at a swim meet the other day, and we said we were gonna uh, talk all about this. You know, Chris is another business owner here in the Bay Area, and you know, we get to talk about business. We get yeah. to talk about what it's like to to go into the marketplace. And dude, you see how much weight he's dropped. Chris? I know. Damn. There's a bunch of guys at the AM class. So there's there's. Uh, did you drop? I don't know how to do that. What I do? Um, your browser has lost connection. Uh, hold on. What's your browser's lost connection? That's what this thing says. All right. Hang on one second. Let me hang on, camera. people. Did I step on something? Look at Craig, everyone, working hard. <laughs> I think you're in the shop. There you go. Okay. I, I think I just wanted to say one thing. We said about all the people lifting Hang weight. On one second. Okay. Um, it says you're still. Let me see if I can hear you. Okay. Check that internet connection again up on top. Okay. Yeah, it says we're on. Uh, the only thing is, is it your your picture showing? If you talk and go ahead and talk. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here. All right. So he's talking, but uh, um, he's on. I swear. Okay. Well, here I'll just say one thing. No, they quick. they can hear you, but they just can't see you. Got it. All right. The value of coaching, Craig. So number one, you said like I didn't, I, I don't move well or whatever. I would just tell you that. Um, get the coach. I, I hired a nutrition coach, changed my life. Now I have, you know, coaches in here that I get special time with in whatever you're doing, make that investment in yourself. It doesn't matter career, right? Uh, fitness, nutrition, get that coach. They help. Yeah. You pay for it. I don't know what to do about that. It's if you're reaching a plateau or you're going backwards, um, I would say the same thing. Like that's where you get opportunity. People will pay for a membership now, but what they won't, but people are reluctant to get a personal coach, personal training coach, even for just one session. I would, I would encourage you to do that. That coach will help you break that plateau, whether it's nutrition, whether it's a skill set, whether it's a lift that it, it's going to happen. I've seen it every single time. I've never had anybody come up to me and say, "Man, I'm. I wish I didn't. Pay, I wish I didn't pay for that PT." Yeah. <laughs> I've I'll, never had anybody say that. Thoughts on coaching, okay? Because this happens to me at work, Craig, where yeah. people come up to me and they're like, "Hey, I need advice," and you know what it is? We focus on. I go, "Okay, let's go back to the basics and let's do the basics really well." And people are like, "No, no, Dean. I want you to bring out the golden gun." Like I'm already better than basic, bring out the golden gun and show me like how we're going to do something different. And it's not true. You're going to have to do the basics really well, Craig. The funny thing is here, I've been working with some coaches here and they're like, yeah, Dean. So, you know, the very first thing we'd like to work on, I'm like, yeah, come on, give it to me, give it to me, is your mobility. We'd like you to start stretching every night for 20 minutes. I'm like, come on, dude, yeah. that's so boring. But it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I, that, it's funny because that's, and that's one of the things that we think we know what the answer is. And a coach is watching you from the side going, oh, I know what the answer is. 
and it's different than what you have in your head. I can tell you that right now. Every time. Yeah, you're not moving as good as you think you are. Or what you could be, right? Like, <laughs> Or I, what you could be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let me see. I wanted to, I was looking at the, the notes that you sent uh, me and see if there's anything else that we missed that I wanted to talk about. Well, we talked about the fundamentals. Yeah. Um, with how to get better. Mo- oh, look at you got mobility. You, you literally have, so Dean is brilliant because he kind of guided me along this. He sent me this, uh, sent me his list of notes. I was like, whew, there's a lot of notes to cover. And then I went off on tangents here on this podcast, and Dean managed to reel us back in and cover most of your points. Uh, that's funny. I will say, uh, you know, you guys have talked about uh, the intramural open a yes. lot on this. As a former two-time champ, Purple Rain and uh, <laughs> Masters versus Millennials, I say that that is fun. Should have been a three-time champ. Everybody sees that sign behind you. <laughs> Nobody cares. Work harder. A Harold H. Baby got black. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Craig, I will say that there is something that you say often when it comes to Intermural Open, games, competition. You say it all the time to us when you are watching us working out. And I just have to say it here again. You always say, you're going to have to suffer. Yeah. It's just true. Yeah. I, whatever we do in life, there's going to be some hard points. Yeah. You're going to have to grind a little bit. One of the reasons why I do cold plunge, I know it's a fad and everybody's doing it. There is, uh, you know, in my email I sent out this week, Huberman did a cool podcast, kind of the d- definitive podcast with an expert on heat and cold and the, the dopamine response, neuroepinephrine and all of that. Um, but part of the reason, one of the biggest reasons why I do it is, uh, it's hard yeah. and it's like, it's, it's just five minutes of hard in the morning. Oh, I'm trying and, to get there, Craig. I'm going to get there one day. Yeah. And, and, and it does make me feel good when I come out of it. But part of it, part of it is also just to kind of confidence. I did that and I'm getting, it's getting easier and easier and easier. And when I start the day with something hard, and like our uh, shout out to our five AMers who come in at five AM and work out. When you start your day with hard, the rest of the day is easier. Yeah, it I, just is. I did a five AM class last week. Um, shot shout out to them. They have a great community. I don't know how they do it. And I also did last week. I did a seven thirty PM class. As I never work out that late. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to them too. I don't know how they do it, but yeah. you know, just all the different groups of folks in the gym, right? There's a lot of them. I thought that was great. Um, well, um, we've gone a little bit over an hour and we oh. usually, t- well, it's all right. We t- we target somewhere around uh, an hour or so. Um, uh, Dean is the, the hot CPA according to Rodale. And I want, let me just give, <laughs> let me give, he, that's true. And let me give a shout out to Rodale, by the way, he is one of our perennial sponsors for our competition team. So we, you know, Diablo collects. Diablo has sponsors, and we have about five or six sponsors this year that contribute to help send our athletes down to the to the semifinals and then Yvonne to the games. And Rodil is always the first one to step up every year. He actually kind of starts the whole conversation. Hey, Craig, can I pay for my sponsorship? Um, and Rodil is um, a, a loan agent, does home financing. So if you want to refinance, you want to buy a house, talk to Rodale. He's, he's around here. You see him around here in the middle of the day, especially, but if you don't just DM me, but this guy's uh, always stepping up. So appreciate you, Rodale. Um, and I would say, lastly, I'll, if you look up behind me over my shoulder, there's a Jersey of Whitney Hughes or one of our uh, perennial team athletes that helped carry our 
teams to the games, to the regionals and to the games many, many years, just an outstanding athlete. I uh, put that up on purpose because our team, our Diablo Añejo team, a team that she represented so well for so many years, is headed to the semifinals this week. And so we're excited to see them go. So good luck, guys. Put your head down, just do the work, and you're going to have to suffer. <laughs> the hay is in the barn. The hay is in the barn. They have done the work. I am so proud of Emily and Christian and Jackson and Beth, and uh, I think that's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie Lee for coaching and them Jamie all the time. Jamie Lee and Alessandra for coaching. Yeah. Like the, it's, it is, right. it's an amazing crew. There's no drama. They're excited to work with each other. They don't have, they, they don't have any expectations, and they're going to go down there and just kill it. And if you guys make the games, it will it, it it will be as a result of your camaraderie, your companionship that you have, your uh, trust in each other, and your ability to suffer. All right, so, Craig. One more thing, though, on yeah. that same thing of of camaraderie and love and all that, I just want to say uh, to the Diablo community, we say this all the time, right? Diablo love. I see feel so thankful to Diablo CrossFit, to CrossFit in general. This is just a huge part of who I am and anything I'll ever be is because of uh, my faith, my family and CrossFit. Right on. We'll end on that. Thanks Dean. Thank Appreciate you. it. See you guys.